Hey everybody, welcome to the C3 Victory Podcast. We're so glad that you're here catching up with us. So sit back, relax and enjoy this conversation between two of our pastors from one of our online Sunday services. You can actually join us every Sunday for our online services. So make sure to head to c3victory.org.au for more information. But we're going to get into a new series today. We just finished our series about a preset mindset that was powerful. So many good comments. So many people shifted in their thinking. I love that. But, you know, uh, as restrictions are loosening and we're coming out of, uh, oh, really an interesting season, if you want to call it that. Um, (laughs) We kind of want to prepare and challenge ourselves to look at our walk with Christ and mm. see, have we stagnated? Yeah. Or are we progressing? Are we growing? Yeah. And, uh, and while we've been restricted with social distancing and limited as to what we can do and where we can go, my question is, have we continued to move forward in our faith, yeah. in our life with Christ? It's always a good to know. Hey? Oh, it's good to know. <laughs> because Just because we can't get out and get around and do the things we used to do doesn't mean that we, we're finished and we can't move. That's right. And in this series, we're, we're actually going to be looking at four areas of spiritual disciplines with the expectation uh, that we'll make the most of the opportunities that are still out there in front of us to help us move forward. And this is what today is about. Yep. We're just going to look at one of them today and in the next three weeks, we'll continue on. But today we're going to, be, we're going to begin with what I guess we believe yeah. is the most vital area of the Christian life. It's prayer. Yeah, and, and I know, I love it. you know, uh, people think, it, oh, it's old, old oh, fashioned when you hear about prayer. But listen, prayer is breath to the soul. That's right. It's the language of the spirit. Yeah. It gives us the ability to communicate with God and, and our father. And it's the channel through which the, the power of God just begins to flow from yeah. heaven. If right. two of you on earth agree is touching anything he's talking about when you pray together and agree, yeah. man, heaven comes to <laughs> earth. And so we're going to be talking about prayer, that we're never really still and unmoving through prayer. And we're going to do that by turning in your Bible to Luke 18, Jesus taught on prayer. He gave two parables. We're going to look at the first one, Mm -hmm. and it's about the persistent widow. I'm going to give you a different angle on that today that you might not have thought about, that might just unlock you to uh, go to the next step, the next level in prayer before you you really start accelerating out of this uh, lockdown season. So in Luke chapter 18, we're going to start in verse 1. Janet's going to read that for us. We're going to read just the first eight verses. You know, and what Keith was talking about, you're going to get revelation. I'm excited because Mm -hmm. I know God is giving me revelation. I mean, there's nothing new under the heaven, um, under you know, the sun. Ecclesi- the sun. Yeah, That's true. Right. Oh, I like heaven. Yes, all well. You know. And, yeah, I know. But in Ecclesiastes. But the great part about it is that um, we get good revelation. Yeah, we can get new revelation. That's something we can read that scripture and then it just wakens us up. Yeah, that's right. So well, let's go. Okay. So in verse one, it says, then, uh, um, sorry, Luke 18, verse one, it says, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them they should always pray and never give up, yeah. not to give up. 
And mm -hmm. I just think that is prophetic right there. You should always yeah. pray and not give up. That's right. You might be at the end of this season and you might be worn out, beaten down or whatever. Right. Don't give up. No. It's always too soon That's to right. give up. That's right. And he goes on. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. Now, I want to say something here. Luke's not having a go at women. No. I think he's not saying, man, they just don't shut up. No. That's not the issue. There's something culturally here. That's right. The reason why he used a widow, I'm going to explain in a minute. This mm -hmm. is not a, a sexual gender thing. There's a cultural thing here that That's they'll right. miss if they don't understand the setting. Anyway, yes. go ahead. Okay. She says to grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, <laughs> I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. Do you know that phrase, wear me out? Yeah. It, it means to get hit under the eye. Oh. Literally, it means like, she's going to give me a black eye. Oh, okay. But it, it had to do culturally with That's right. he would lose his reputation. Yes. Keep going. Yeah. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring justice mm -hmm. for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and right. night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. Mm -hmm. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? That's a big question. It is, isn't it? When he it? comes again, are people going to be in a, in a state right. of faith? What you've got to lock down here and get, um, you know, get out of this is what's the key phrase in this whole parable? And the key phrase is found where Jesus tells his disciples this parable to show them, here's the key phrase, they should always pray and never not right. give up. The New King James says that they don't lose heart. That's right. uh, the, the, the message says that they never quit. One version says they don't faint. Yep. And so he's saying, don't stop. Don't stop praying. Don't give up. I know you're tired. I know you get weary. I know you get impatient, but don't stop. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, Paul tells us to pray without ceasing. Yes. Now, does that literally mean that we don't do anything else but pray? I mean, that's all I do all day. Pray, pray, pray. I mean, what does that mean? Does it mean all day you're going to pray? No, no, no. You know, actually, I read that, that scripture and it excites me because throughout, <laughs> because pray without ceasing, it's an attitude. It's not right. just, you know, I, I'm just going to stay in my, my little prayer closet and pray. And, you know, that's good. But it says, as you are going, I kind of interpret say, as you are going right. through life, yeah, that's you good. continue to keep that's an true. attitude of prayer. And not only that, when you do that, you keep Jesus in front. Yeah. And when you do, you don't get distracted. So you might be walking and just your, your, your mind is like you're walking and you're doing something. And all of a sudden you feel the Holy Spirit saying, pray for this situation or pray right. for that person. Right. You pray for okay. that situation while you are going through life. Well, you got to think about it too. If, if, if Paul meant don't do anything else, once you become a Christian, lock away and never come out, just talk to God all day long, never, never talking to anybody else or doing anything <laughs> else. 
then it means we can never do anything else for That's the right. kingdom. We couldn't tell people about Jesus. I That's mean, right. what Paul means is that prayer should be as natural and continual as breathing is. Yes. It's just like breath. In other words, you should do it without consciously having to go, oh my goodness, I, I, I haven't prayed 10 minutes today. I better pray. He said it. Your, your relationship with God should be so, and I'll use the word organic, yes. that talking to God is natural. Mm -hmm. So in other words, don't give up, just keep talking. Prayer is a confidence in the constant presence of God. Can I say that again? Prayer is confidence in the constant presence of God, so much so that it's conversational. And it should be a natural habit in our life. Yeah. We don't have to wait for a meeting at a church building somewhere or a certain time yeah. of the day. I know people get upset like, if you don't get up early in the morning and you don't pray for 30 minutes, you're going to have a horrible day. My comment would be, hey, why don't you just pray through the day? That's right. We converse with God throughout the whole day. That's How's right. that work for you? Well, you know, I was thinking about that. Yeah, because, I mean, there are certain days when things are like, I really need to commit to prayer. Yeah. And so I will take a part. I usually try to do that in the morning when I have that time. But, you know, it's like you said, there are times that you don't have your sleep right. in or whatever. But when you have, again, when you have that attitude that you pray without ceasing, yeah. that, that it keeps you in this place of faith. Okay. And, you know, and so I don't know. What, what were you going to say? Because I know you were saying, no, no, but no? no. Okay, cool. But this is Keep why going. it's so good to know the word of God. You to know the word. I know. I get so excited, so excited. about praying. I know. About, and people who know me, that, that is my go-to. Oh, it's your go-to. That is yeah. my go-to. I just... I can't, it's like breathing for me. It's just it like, um, it because he has just answered me is, in my life where, so many times through this prayer. This is where it's not just a religious act. It's, <laughs> a, it's a relational conversation. That's right. The now, power true, of prayer. True, we don't, we don't talk to God as if he's just a human or, or a human being. He is our father and we give him reverence. Yes. But we can talk to him intimately. Oh, and naturally. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be yes. religious. It doesn't have to be all, a lot of religious you language. know, fluty, I hear whatever. some people, you know, you go to a prayer meeting and there are people there and you ask them to pray and they go, I can't do that. <laughs> you know why they're afraid to do that? Because they think they're going to use this high theological yeah. language or else people will be evaluating them or maybe God won't hear them. It's, it's the language of heaven that's relationship of the family. Yeah. Do you know, I used to think that. When, yeah, wow. when I was new in my faith. Yeah. I used to think, oh, well, so-and-so just prays so amazing with these amazing big right. words. And I'm yeah. like, who am I? And then God spoke to me. He goes, yeah. you know what, Janet? You're my daughter. Well, you know, and, Jesus, you know, I love you and you speak to me. When the disciples, they, they, they saw Jesus' prayer life and they said, teach us how to pray. That's right. And when he taught them how to pray, it was, it was, it was a conversational prayer. Yeah. yeah. Father. Our Father, yeah. not just mine, our Father in heaven. Your name's high and holy, you know, and yeah. he just, every day, give us our day, you bread, right. you know. And so the deal is this, it's conversational, and it's important yes. to know that the key phrase or the key purpose of this whole parable is pray, don't stop. That's right. Don't quit, don't give That's up. Right. But we, for this to be right, we've got to have the right approach. And here's the deal. I said I was going to give you a different angle on this because... You can look at this parable and think that Jesus wants us to approach God the way the widow approached the judge. Yeah. So we are compared to the widow. And there's some merit in that. 
only, only in the sense that she didn't give up. She yeah. kept at it and she didn't stop. And you can compare. We shouldn't stop like she didn't stop and there's a comparison. However, there's some difficulties with comparing us and the widow and the judge and God. Mm. Uh, I mean, the judge is a bad guy here. Yeah, right. God's not bad. And the widow is poor. We're not poor. Right. Uh, let me propose another approach. Instead of comparison, I think Jesus was bringing a contrast. Yeah. And he was saying, let me teach you something about prayer and let me teach you by way of contrast. And, uh, and you only get that as you know the cultural setting to the day that Jesus was speaking in. Because as you study this parable, try to see it in the Eastern setting. In your mind's eye, imagine yourself in the Middle East. The courtroom was not a fine decked out building, but it was a tent that was moved around from place to place as the judge covered his area. Mm -hmm. And the judge, not the law, set the agenda for that day. And he sat in his tent surrounded by assistants and anybody could watch because the tent flaps would be up. As you see, the nomads moving around and they could raise those <laughs> tent flaps. And he's sitting in there on a big throne and people would be brought before him. And, and, and the people could watch any of the proceedings and they could watch them come and go, but only those who were approved and accepted by his assistants could have their cases yeah. tried. And it usually meant you had to bribe one of the assistants to be able to get the judge's attention to know your case. Now, the widow has obstacles mm. to overcome. Now, this is what I'm saying. This is why we can't be compared because we have no obstacles in coming before God when we're born again. The widow has obstacles to overcome. First, she's a woman. Now, again, Jesus is not demeaning women. He is saying that in their culture, uh, a woman had little to no standing before the law. And in the Palestinian society of Jesus' day, women did not go to court. They were re if they had a, a, a case to be tried, yeah. their husband had to go yeah. on their behalf. So here's the second problem. She's not just a woman. She's a widow. She That's has right. no husband. Mm -hmm. So she has no right and not even the ability to bribe her way in to be seen by uh, this, this uh, judge. And, and finally, she's poor. Uh, she doesn't have anything to bribe him with, even if she wanted to. And no wonder poor widows didn't get the protection the law was supposed to give them. Now, when you have this understanding in this Middle Eastern kind of cultural picture and the setting, you can better understand what Jesus is teaching. Basically, he's encouraging his disciples to pray, but he's doing it by contrast. Unlike yes. the widow, we're mm -hmm. not poor. No, we're the not. Bible actually says we're the father's children. Yes. We're heirs of the father and joint heirs yes. with Christ. And we have the promise of spiritual riches and blessings. We, we don't come before God in poverty and That's as right. a pauper begging. Yep. Unlike the cultural barrier that kept the widow from approaching the judge, she can't because of her gender and she has no one to represent her. We can enter God's presence with boldness. Yes. This woman would just walk around the tent and she'd be yelling out to the judge <laughs> all day long. And that's why this judge who didn't like, he didn't even like people. He wasn't afraid of God. He said, I am sick and tired of this yeah. woman. Let me just, guys, go get her. Let me, let me deal with her case yes. so she'll go away and leave us alone. Um, we don't have to do that. No. We don't have to walk around the outside pestering God to get his, his attention because we enter his presence with boldness. That's the right. Bible says in Hebrews, she came to a court of law. We come to the throne of grace. That's right. Big difference. Yeah. Contrast. And unlike the judge who didn't care, 
we know that God cares. He cares about every, he said, look, I even care about every detail of your life. But unlike the judge who was afraid, the woman was going to wear him out. Literally, as we saw earlier, give him a black eye or a bad reputation. And so he gives in. God's not aggravated no. by our continual coming to him. No. He said, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. I will give good gifts to That's my right. children who yeah. ask. Because he answers not out of frustration. God doesn't get frustrated yeah. with our asking, but he answers out of a motive for our good and his glory. That's and right. this is the difference. Yes. This is a contrast, not a comparison. We are not, we are not compared with a woman. She is a poor widow, whereas we are the children of covenant. That's right. And he is not compared yeah. with an unjust judge who doesn't love people. That's and, right. and, and he loves people. And the point of the parable is this. And here's what Jesus is trying to say. Don't just keep asking, but if this undeserving widow got what she deserved and asked for, how much more should we, God's children, get what we ask for? Oh, you know, so verse good. seven, like that revelation. Oh, I do. I do so Verse much. seven, awesome. even he rendered, the judge rendered a just decision in the end. Now watch this. Here's what Jesus said. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his people who cry out to him? He said, if an unjust judge is going to do that for a widow, um, don't you think God will do that for his children? Because, see, here's a big point of contrast in this parable. The widow had no one on her side to argue her case. Even if she had money to bribe with, she couldn't do it. But the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, we have an advocate that Jesus stands before the Father pleading our case continually. He is on our side. And here's another contrast. We see that the woman pestered the judge until mm -hmm. he gave in. Well, God wants us to keep asking, not so we wear him out with our requests, right. but so that we stay in yes. a place of faith, knowing that he answers every prayer as a loving that's father. Right. Now, I know what you're thinking. What do you mean <laughs> he answers every prayer? Well, that's right. Because the fact is, is that, you know, people say, yes, he will answer. And then sometimes you have to wait. Well, sometimes it feels like he doesn't answer. No, that's right. But sometimes you have to have faith in the waiting. And, that's right. you know, when somebody's well, hanging well, on for a good so... point because sometimes if he says wait, wait is the answer. Well, that's correct. And there's a reason for waiting. Yeah. And, and I have known over the years that when I've prayed for something yeah. and he has said no or it hasn't worked out the way I wanted right. to... I now, I trust him so much yeah. that he has a better way. That's something right. that I That's right. never thought about. That's right. He knows what we need even before we ask. That's right. And every prayer we pray is heard and answered by our Father. Mm -hmm. Here's the deal, which is what you said, which is good. Sometimes the answer is different to what we ask for. That's right. And, <laughs> and he has to get us ready for that. And many times his delays, don't miss this point, Many times his delays are for our preparation. Yeah. He's preparing us for something. And it's going to take time to get us ready for what God is going to bring to us. And that's why prayer has to be constant and yeah. conversational. Father, yeah. what are you showing me? That's right. What's the revelation? Why do you want me to wait? Because the Bible says he's working all things for our good. Yes. Because it says oh. he's literally shaping us to be like his son. Yep. And that's why I might ask for one thing, but he goes, well, he might do the Aussie thing. Yeah, nah. <laughs> and he might go, well, that's not going to help you be like my that's son. Right. So I'm going to do it a different way. And you got to get ready to hear this. That's right. So what do we get out of this today? Oh, I think the first thing yeah. is this. 
keep the conversation going. Yes, that's right. right? Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up until yeah. you hear from him. And it might be this, before COVID, and, and here's the sad thing, before COVID, maybe your practice of prayer was limited to Sunday morning at a church mm. building or a prayer meeting once a Sorry. month or once a week or only when you needed something from God. That's right. Learn to live in his presence and to talk to God as natural as breathing, as yes, you were talking about. That's just right. Learn that he is there. He is listening. Yes. But he's not just listening. Yeah. He's talking. And, you know, one of the things you can do, too, is, is to journal, is to write what you've asked him for, date it. Why is journaling good? Oh, my goodness. Because it helps us to remind us. It helps us when he has answered. Right. That we can turn around and later on oh, so when we, we are difficult. We can go back and read it and remind yes, ourselves. And remind how right. faithful God was. Okay. So it's his past experiences that allows us to yeah. trust him even more. Yeah, that's true. So keep the conversation going. Next thing you ought to do or another thing you ought to do is believe that our father wants to give good gifts to his children who ask. Yeah. Jesus said, how much more will our father give justice to those who are crying out to yeah. him? You know, if this unjust judge is going to do it because a woman is, is she's beating him up with her pestering. How much more will our father who loves us with an everlasting right. love give what we ask. We don't have to bribe him. No. We, we don't, don't have to beg him. We, we, we need to approach him, though, by faith yes. and to do it consistently. That's right. And, and I don't know about you, but faith for me is an instant. I know this sounds like an oxymoron, but I have to work at faith. <laughs> and I have to make sure my faith is working. Yes. Um, and that means if I do it consistently, yes. faith grows. Yes. And, and when like an answer seems to be delayed... Talk to God about the preparation. That's right. Yeah. What are you doing? Father, why? Yes. Why aren't you answering? Yes. And, uh, and he's getting us ready for the yes. answer that's going to come. You, can I just say something? When you're saying yeah. about asking God why, over, over the years, and I think God has challenged me over the last several years, instead of saying why hasn't he asked me, say, okay, God, what are you wanting to show me? Yeah, good point. What are you wanting to do in my life so that when I go to the to when you answer, however you answer, yeah, um, I'm ready for that and yeah. I'm strong in that and I'm strong. It's true. In my faith. I, I think we want when we say why God, we want an answer, and if He answers a different way, then we're going to ask Him again why, like a kid. <laughs> That's right. In other words, I want it my way. That's right. Um, but when we ask what, we're asking. What is his answer? Yes. What is his will? Yes. Right, which is so important. So Jesus says, pray and not give up. We That's want to right. encourage you during this time. Why don't you step up in prayer and, yes. and not wait for meetings and not wait for uh, a church yes. service in a building, but why don't you start talking to the Father? Just turn off your telephone while you're in the car. Turn That's off right. your stereo while you're in the Make Spotify go quiet and listen to the Father <laughs> yes. a bit. You'll be amazed at what He tells you between home and yes. work or wherever you're going because our Father is good and He will give good gifts to His children who ask. Keep asking. Why don't we uh, close in prayer? You yep. know, one of the things, um, Jesus prayed a prayer, probably his final prayer before life left the body, when he said, um, it is finished. Yeah. And what he was talking about when he was on the cross and he said, it's finished, what he was saying was, the payment for the sins of humanity when they rebelled against God, that payment is now complete. Total. Nothing left to be added to mm -hmm. it. Father, into your spirit, into your hands, I send my spirit. And he was saying, 
your salvation is complete, but you've got to come to the cross. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been at the place where you've come to the cross, we've just had communion, and you've recognized that Jesus, the Lord of all creation, died in our place to pay for our sins so we could come home to the Father. This opens the way for prayer and conversation. Yes. And if you've never done that, why don't you pray something like this right now? Father God, I'm sorry I've sinned against you. Sorry I've sinned against you. I'm coming to you now asking your forgiveness. I know that Jesus is the Lord of creation and that he came to die for my sins and the sins of the world. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I believe what you did at the cross, paid for my sins, you died for me, and that three days later you were raised from the dead. Come into my heart. Save me now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that message from our pastoral team. And if you'd like to know more about C3 Church Victory, please head to our website, c3victory.org.au. Until next time, we pray you have an incredible day.